0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network.
1: And now, it's the Ashholes unfiltered cigar radio. Greetings and salutations, cigar lovers. I'm Stu Fink, your studio announcer. Let's begin with a plethora of puffs from your master of ceremonies, Dan the Man. All right. That... That may
2: have been a bit much. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ashholes broadcast live from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally generally unscripted and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook. YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. I'm here with my Fellow co-host Aaron and very special guest Stephen Poirier from La Flor Dominicana. Welcome, Steve. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Dan. Is Having it a Steve? Stephen? What, what do you like?
3: Steve. Stephen. Hey you. Le hey Floor you, guy, La guy. Not Carney. Not uh, Carney. Not, carny. Uh, not carny. Anything
2: works. Hey, okay, that's yeah. what it's gonna be. Not Carney. <laughs> 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 not Carney. Well, uh, we're here with Not Carney today, and we're smoking LFD's latest release, the La Volcada. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us a little bit about this cigar here?
3: So this cigar wrapper is San Andreas Maduro, mm-hmm. Binder's Ecuadorian Corojo, and then Dominican uh filler. It's the latest in Tony Gomez's releases. Mm-hmm. Um he had chapter one, Capicolo Dos, Lennox, the collaboration between him and his dad for andalusian mm-hmm. and then La Volcata. Um I think this is his best one yet.
2: I would agree this is a very, very tasty smoke. It's got this really uh kind of a dark coffee bean kind of wrapper to it and uh, I love the band the double band on this thing (laughs) the red the white the black it's it's all very cool
3: yeah that band was a that was an interesting one we had a why so? (laughs) we had a retailer I believe it was go up to Tony and say this band looks a little provocative and so you're going to sell more? <laughs> uh, it wasn't yeah. necessarily meant to be that way. And Tony yeah. basically looked at the band and said, oh, now I see what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. It was meant to be, well, let's go into the backstory behind yes. the name La Volcata. Let's do that. Um, La Lavalcata is the dance move in the tango uh, where the gentleman dips the lady. Mm-hmm. So that move is essentially La Volcata. Mm-hmm. Um And Lido was born in Spain, okay. grew up in Uruguay. And the Paraguayans will probably complain and say that they invented the tango, but it was Uruguay that invented the tango. Are you That's sure? Right. No, I'm just okay. going by company li- <laughs> company line at this point. Yes, <laughs> I trust Lito. He grew up there.
4: Kind of dance history lesson. Good. Let's uh, yeah. We should probably <laughs> have Mr. Jonathan. Nobody's going to call check. you on, on it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we don't want to include. No, him. <laughs> no. Uh, Aaron
2: is actually a resident fact checker.
4: There we go. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can check it, but it's really not important. <laughs> it's not worth <laughs> checking. I, I, I don't want anything to do with the tango in my search history. Just <laughs> I've got a reputation now. Yeah. So
2: you know, it's it's actually very hard to see if you if you look on the the label here. There's the you know, it's a it's a red embossed mm-hmm. um, surreal kind of thing. But it, it's supposed to be depicting a the
3: man dipping the woman, yep. right? And it looks a little bit more provocative than it. Well, the LFD kind of gets in, in the way. Yes, right it does. Was, yeah. Yeah, so. The box does highlight it really, really nicely. Uh, the yes. picture that went out at IPCPR, mm-hmm. the box was just gorgeous. It was it's one of the first box. ones that we printed ourselves. Mm-hmm. We um, brought in a printer where we had to knock a wall down in the factory. Thing's massive. I could mm-hmm. print you on a box or a piece of wood. That's how large the thing is. Like my, my whole, huge. Self. No. <laughs> that's, that's, whole self. That's <laughs> That's a mega printer. I'm pretty sure six foot seven Tony Gomez could be printed on a piece of wood. Really? Yeah. It's a very large printer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're starting to implement um, some <laughs> new <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to is implement it from Texas. <laughs> I honestly don't even know, to be completely honest, but um, we changed our procedures for uh, box making. So a couple of our boxes are now printed by us, mm. uh, Laval Khada being the first one. Okay. okay.
2: Excellent. Excellent. So uh, now, like you said, this, this uses the San Andreas wrapper. The, the uh, 1994 series that you guys put out also has the San Andreas on it, those yes. four sizes. Is there you know, any other cigar that LFD does that uses that wrapper?
3: Not as a wrapper. The Lenox uses a San Andreas binder. Okay. Um, and it's not the same wrapper on the 1994. It's actually a San Andreas natural on that. Right. Mm. The Bierstein edition, which was released, I believe, two or three months after 94 released, mm. was the only cigar that had San Andreas Maduro prior to La Volcata. And that okay. was a lot smaller release overall. Mm.
2: So that's what would really make this stand out from... From the 1994s. This is the Maduro mm-hmm. wrap versus the natural.
3: For me, it's a little bit more chocolate cocoa forward. Yeah. Whereas the 94 kind of has that more as a back note, like a background yep. note to it.
2: Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, what I'm really, I'm really picking up some some dark roast coffee yep. and lots of dark rich chocolate flavors mm-hmm. from this, which you
3: get from the San Andreas wrapper. Yep. Yeah. Right. Barry yeah. from the Cigar Authority actually nailed it. Um, he was really? smoking. Yeah. I know. I have to give them credit on this one. Well, you don't have to. No. Roast, roasted sunflower seeds. Roasted sunflower, sunflower seeds? Yeah. You, you kind of have that, that, in that, every once in a while. that little me. bit of bitterness from the sunflower oil, and then it kind of just comes through really, really nice. I remember candy when I was a kid. It was chocolate-coated, candy-coated sunflower seeds. See, now,
2: now that's what I'm doing. I'm like thinking to myself, can I find sunflower seeds? In
4: this. I, I'm not... I, I could probably understand. I, I haven't had sunflower seeds since I was a kid, so... I mean, I, I, could, I can kind of like, oh, maybe there's somewhere in but there. That, it, yeah, it, it, it is true. I mean, what I can you, say you're totally wrong. What you eat... There's what you're, gonna The agree. flavors and
2: foods that you're most familiar with is yeah. what you're going to use to describe the cigar, and, you know, with yeah. berry. You're commonly into the cakes, <laughs> chocolate bars, ice creams. And and scotch. And <laughs> and sc- yes, yeah. scotch. <laughs> can't forget the scotch. Scotchy, That's scotch, not a meal. Some
4: people, no, just,
3: yeah, no. but, I mean, it is calories. Yeah. But
2: coffee, cocoa, earthy, and this really kind of deep, sweet,
4: Flavor mm-hmm. is is there on the finish, so it's like deep a deep sweet uh, is what I've been having a hard time putting my finger on because it's when it was burning cooler those first few puffs, it was almost like a creaminess with a, mm-hmm. a creamy espresso, but it, it's hard to just once it's warmed up, it's hard to really nail down. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, hopefully in a little bit, I'll, I'll be able to come up with some words to describe it, but it's a mm-hmm. very deep, rich sweetness yeah. that is left on your palate with the finish
3: of this thing. The retro hell has a nice, almost like citrusy peppery note as well mm.
4: yeah it really does yeah a lot going on yeah to-
2: totally uh, now you know I noticed you know in preparing for this show go to the website and every cigar that La Flor Dominicana has ever made since the beginning of time or 1994 when, yes. they, when they started you know is on there except this one why not this cigar it's fantastic I mean I'm trying to find information about it and there's like nothing about
3: it there, it's very likely due to the limited nature of it we may not have highlighted on the website until we actually have enough of it out in cigar shops around otherwise maybe if you we'd want to keep it a little secret Really? That's that's my really guess. This is this is there? not the La Florida Minicana line. This is not the company line. This is just my assumption. Uh-huh. Which do you think you still have a job? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the text message to ca- come in from Carney. Apparently he's watching. I'm just waiting for you're fired. Uh. <laughs> I mean really. I mean the
4: websites. I mean as far as consumers are concerned. I mean how often does, does a consumer go to the website for the Manufacturer, you know, it's it's you're going to the bloggers. The bloggers are looking up on these sites, yeah. and they're looking for the information because they have to relay it. But yep. really, it's like the bloggers are gonna have this info. You're not, as a consumer, you're not gonna look up something that's not available near you. You no, know, you're not, not gonna take a blind shot. So, yeah, not a big deal. Realistically, you know, as not being on the website. No, I,
2: I mean it's. It, the only reason I went to the website was to try and find information <laughs> yeah. about this, but I knew you were going to be on anyway, yep. so I really uh, you yeah. know didn't need to know much about the cigar. I mean, you I search assumed you, you search
4: any company, you're just going to get a list of bloggers and like press releases yep. from the company. That's right. yeah. You're not looking right. for the website, usually. Right. So,
2: you know, um, now we had wanted we had planned you know to do this cigar on Valentine's Day. Remember, Wednesday, you know, the uh, the 14th of February was val- was a Valentine's Day and. Being that this is named you know, like La the mm-hmm. we're very romantic dance. We wanted to do this on Valentine's Day, but there because weren't any. When you of think of the
4: assholes, you think romance.
2: Yeah, you think <laughs> romance. This is what couples listen to. That this this brings podcast. people together.
4: Put them in the mood. <laughs> so many them.
2: so many marriages have been saved listening yes. to the assholes. I don't really think that's true, but you know, this is this is one of these things where you know we we had to put it off to today because. We couldn't get the cigars, so there was you know there's big there was this big huge release and push, and I had the cigar and it was awesome. We had to have you on the show and yeah. do it, and then we had to wait. Now it's you know May, mm-hmm. so what what happened with that? Are we are we over this shortage thing? Because this is a fantastic cigar. I want people to be able to get
3: it. It is um, the cigar officially is a limited release cigar, so it is okay. not mainstream regular production like something like the 1994 or even. Uh, Suave d- double herald single herald. Mm-hmm. um So it's going to be limited how much we can actually ship. We simply don't have the raw goods to be able to produce tons and tons of boxes. Um, plus, it was a little bit of a combination of my schedule being a little wonky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my schedule you know, this spring been a little crazy. My schedule just
2: keeps LFD from producing things, you know? It's well, just, me it's getting it's on such shipping. You're <laughs> this <laughs> it's <his fault>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about about yourself here. You know, how how did you get into cigars?
3: Well, uh, the first cigar I ever bought was from a retailer not too far from here in Brooklyn, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Um, Brought it back to when I was at Syracuse University, was having a bad night studying until probably 11 o'clock at night. Let's be real. I wasn't really studying. I didn't study much in college, to be completely yeah.
4: and, honest. And no, no self-respecting in college no students studying before 2 a.m. No. 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 So. Um,
3: so had a bad night, went out onto the quad and said, hey, I might as well smoke this cigar. It's been sitting in my uh, underwear drawer for God knows how long, a okay, worry, in a bag with a humidipack. Don't worry, clean, pack. clean Ooh. underwear. Right. <laughs> but no, like still in a humidipack. Like,
5: yeah,
4: like, it was there for and a people day. like, Oh, it was in my cabinet. Like, oh, no, no, no.
3: So first time I ever smoked a cigar... I was so excited to smoke the scar, I actually smoked it backwards. It was a... Uh, you gl- were very
2: excited, weren't you?
3: Yes, very much so. It was a uh, La Gloria Cubana Series R number 7 Maduro.
2: And you smoked that backwards?
3: I smoked it backwards and I smoked the whole thing. Really? Yes. Backwards? Backwards.
2: You kept yeah. a La Flor Dominicana Series R number 7 in your underwear drawer?
3: La Glorie Cubana. La Gloria Cubana? We don't make a Series R. Oh. Lo Santo. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> Yes, I did, and I smoked it backwards. That was the first cigar I ever smoked. Wow. It could only get better from there, right? Yeah, Yeah. realistically, the second cigar I smoked was a Padron uh, 1964 Maduro. Okay. There you go. You went up real quick. Yes. Yeah, and you learned which end to
2: smoke. Did you ever smoke that cigar the right way or the other way? I don't
3: think I ever smoked that cigar after the first time I smoked it, to be completely honest. (laughs) I was so sick that night that I did not even know (laughs) what was going on. That is not a mild cigar.
2: No, it is not. And for that to be the first cigar and, that you ever
4: have, yeah, that? I didn't know. I'm surprised the, you went back for another. So that's another cigar in general. I
3: didn't know the Dave Garofalo sugar packet under the tongue mm-hmm. trick. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in my career, so probably
4: smoked it too fast too, and,
3: yeah, <laughs> and backwards.
4: How and, long did do you remember
3: how long it took you to? smoke I have that thing? no idea.
5: Eh, Twenty minutes now. <laughs> it's <laughs> a,
3: it's oh a seven gosh. and a half by sixty cigar. There was, oh yeah, it gosh. was it was not a small cigar. Mm. Um, that was a night of pain. For sure. (laughs) Um, But then I got involved in the industry. I was working for a shop out in Syracuse. Okay. um, And fell in love with it. Just 100%. The camaraderie, the friendliness, it's almost like a brotherhood to an extent. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, the whole, you know, brotherhood of the leaf you know kind of thing that that's very very true it's a great
4: equalizer too you know yeah, oh yeah yep yeah. It, it's
2: amazing you, you know you can have guys who are making you know six figures you know sitting with guys who are you know making 20 30 grand a year and you know PhDs and college dropouts and everybody everything in between get together you have a cigar and it's like equal ground and everybody has a great time talking and, and getting to know each other and I don't know what it is, but that commonality of smoking a cigar is like you said, a great equalizer and it's, it's a fantastic thing to watch happen. It's one of the reasons I love being in the cigar business is seeing that relational aspect.
3: Yeah, it's uh, absolutely incredible. You hit a nail on the head 100%. You have a guy that, realistically you can have a multimillionaire and the guy that cuts his grass sitting next to each other talking about sports and mm. prior to that, had they ever actually conversed?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, in, in all honesty, this is one of the only uh, arenas where I see that happen. Yeah. You know, you don't really see it at restaurants. You yeah, don't no. really see it, you Not know. In bars, too, because it's like bars. bars
4: are, you know, you get certain classes of different types of bars, too.
2: Right, right. So it's, it's the cigar shop, really, where that kind of cross-pollination really happens. It's mm. fantastic. I've met so many interesting people at the cigar shop. Yeah. People I never n- just would n- are so far out of my normal sphere of influence and operation. It's it's great.
3: Yep. it really is a great thing. Yeah.
2: So, um, what led you to be a rep for La Florida Dominicana?
3: So, very interesting story. I met John Carney when he was actually in this position mm-hmm. about six years ago, give or take. Okay. Um, at the same store that I bought my first cigar at. Uh, and we became friends. We the were in infamous in, underwear cigar? Yes, the infamous underwear cigar. Okay. I'm never going to live that down. No, shouldn't have said it. Ooh, that's <laughs> going to be bad. Um, so I met John, <laughs> and we became friends. We stayed pretty close uh, over the past six years, and when this position opened, um, he happened to throw a post up on Facebook and mm-hmm. said, hey, we're looking for a rep. Didn't specify the area. And shot him a Facebook message. I said, mm. my resume's on the way. Give me a couple hours. Uh, so I edited my entire resume and sent it to him. And now I'm him four years later. With more hair.
2: With, With more hair.
3: I've heard a rumor that he's growing it out. We won't believe that until yeah, we see yeah. it. I, we have to see it. Dave,
2: Dave says that it. You I don't know, think I could picture it. But, yeah, he would look completely different. I don't know. He,
3: I think he looks better bald. I mean, he chooses him with be. hair so. <laughs> I've seen one picture his hair was spiked up. I think he was in college. I think that's the only picture in existence. Yeah. that is out there. Um, and it's it doesn't look like John at all. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to look like. Hmm. We'll see if he changes his mind in a couple of weeks when it gets a little yeah, too long.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He's growing it out in, like, summertime. I, I, would grow, mm. I would think you'd want to grow it, you know, in the fall, you know, get ready for winter. He's yes. in Miami, isn't he? So, I mean, you know, he travels. Doesn't make a difference. <laughs> travels everywhere. I yeah. 310
3: yeah, days a year. He's home maybe once or twice a yeah, month. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So.
2: That's crazy nuts. Yeah. Now. You've got a you've got a fairly big area that you take care of too. Yes. You, it's not the New England rep, it's Northeast. What yes. is what does Northeast mean?
3: So that covers all of New England obviously as well as all of New York. So okay. upstate, the city as well as Long Island. Everything. 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 I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah.
2: You know, we've you know a lot of the Northeast reps, you know, when we have guests on the show, usually the New England rep of whatever it is mm-hmm. that we're doing and Almost to a man, it's New England and Upper State New York. Yes, yeah. you know the the you know uh, New York City, Manhattan. That's always something else. Yep. You have both of those,
3: yes. And it is a lot of work, but I wouldn't give it up for the world. Why so? Every different area in the Northeast and New York has pockets of different groups of people, mm-hmm. and spending time with all different personalities completely just uniqueness across the entire territory mm-hmm. and long island i'm there monthly every four weeks i'm in long island there's so many accounts on there i have sure. to visit regularly and not to knock new hampshire but <laughs> realistically long island has some of my favorite hangout spots to just relax at the end of the night hang out with the guys there hang out with the managers of the cigar shop mm-hmm. um it's a really, really good place.
2: More cigar shops, cigar bar? you see more of one or the other?
3: It's more cigar shop. Um, New York is not very cigar bar friendly mm-hmm. um, as opposed to Rhode Island that I think all there is is cigar bars. There's something like 36 cigar bars in the state of Rhode Island. Wow. Um,
2: yeah. In the four blocks that is Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: It's greater Boston in a state, basically. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So now... Another question I like to ask reps, and it's interesting to hear answered. Do you only smoke La Flor Dominicana cigars?
3: As everyone in my company probably already knows this, no. <laughs> um, Is that
2: a bad thing for you to say? Or you're going to get in trouble now? No. Well, okay. Not at Carney all. doesn't. So
3: <laughs> Carney busts my balls about it all the time. <laughs> but I like to keep aware of what's on the market, mm-hmm. because if let's say at an event. Um, someone comes up to me and says, "Hey, I've never tried a floor, but I smoke this. Right. I mm-hmm. want to make a direct comparison or a very easy. Okay, this is going to be your flavor profile that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Here's something within that realm." Yeah. And hopefully catch something on their palate, and they actually enjoy it, and they become a Lafleur customer for life. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, th- that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I think you you really kind of need to have an idea of what's out there so that you can accurately relate your product.
4: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking to a, a rep. You don't want to talk to just like a website where they're yeah. just going to point you to your product and with no personality to it. You want to talk to somebody who smokes cigars. You know, somebody mm-hmm. who knows what's what's going on in the industry.
3: What's
4: other flavors are. Mm-hmm.
3: I've never been a guy that smoked the same cigar over and over and over again. Mm. Like the customers that smoke strictly 700 Maduro. I, I, lo- I love them because the product sells because of them in very large quantities. Yeah. Um, and I just can't smoke the same thing back to back to back. Yeah. There's one cigar I can, which is made by us. Which is? Cameroon Cabinet Number Three. Cameroon Cabinet Number Three. Litos Cigar. Lido's. That is the Gomez, basically, family cigar. It's the little petite crone in the Cameroon cabinet. Yeah. Um, Tony and Lito travel around with boxes of those at all times for their own personal huh. smoking. Really? And literally chain smoke. They're delicious.
2: I don't think I've ever had one of those. Yeah, no. Really? Mm-hmm. Really.
3: I might. And I'm a
2: huge Lafleur guy. I mean, other than Big Jim, mm-hmm. I'm
3: probably it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring some up ne- when I can actually find some.
4: I have if, to if big Jim, Jim is number
2: one, I'm number two. Very likely. And <laughs> you guys—I don't l-
3: know if I would want that nickname. Just <laughs> <saying> that. <laughs> you guys like the larger ring gauge stuff. This is going to be we, a little bit of a departure. I
2: I go, I can like, like this ring gauge is is great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I there was a long time, and I'll be honest. Before I was uh, working at Two Guys and and doing the podcast, you know, I was a customer there for a long time and my go-to daily cigar was the digger the digger maduro i loved i love this you know like a strong full-body cigar Mm -hmm. that's what you get and i would be working while i was there i had i had stuff that i was doing you know on my computer and it was you know for 11 bucks three and a half hours of smoky goodness so it was like you know two cigars (laughs) you know that but you're only paying for one and for, for that kind of length of time, smoking that. cigar, But I, w- it was years, yeah. years of smoking that. And now that I've been, you know, employed and and you know getting back into the business, um, I'm, I am finding myself liking the smaller ring gauges and even the shorter cigars. You know, it's. Um, I had a um, um, La uh, La Galera uh, cigar the other day of Maduro. I can't remember the size. Mm-hmm. I don't. We're, you know. It's. It's. Not one that's normally in the store, Mm. but it was like a 46 ring gauge, uh, 6x46. It was really good. Yeah, Corona Gorda kind of thing. Uh, Aladino, you know, came out with their San Andreas Maduro. That is a great cigar. It's a fantastic Fantastic cigar. And one of my favorite sizes is the Elegante, which is the uh, Lancero size. Mm. So I'm getting more and more in, I'm coming away from the bigger ring gauge. Now, Big Jim, (laughs) Big Jim (laughs) wants it big. Big in every aspect of well, the world. You have to give up your name. Girth right? counts for Jim. <laughs> girth counts. We've got to get some seven gonna be some, in there uh,
4: mm-hmm. Sound bites out of this song. <laughs> <laughs> can we play during wow. the event on Friday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do so, we get a
2: girth yeah, count You, can, somebody? It, no. I, you oh. know, we would be eternally grateful if you found some of those and
3: let me uh, hunt them down this week, and I'll bring you some on Friday when I'm at the store. Fantastic, nice.
2: fantastic. So, um, what led you to you know be a rep for La Florida Dominicana? We talked about how you got into it, but, you know,
4: why this brand it's like versus you just something else? Well, and just being a rep in general, it's like, do you just like driving? I mean,
3: yeah. <laughs> trust, I mean, trust me, I don't <laughs> like driving that much. 65,000 miles a year is oh, pushing how, it. How much are you
4: paying tolls a year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've lost count. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be ridiculous. I try and avoid tolls as much too. as possible.
3: Oh, gosh. At least I don't have to go from Jersey to New York. Yeah, that's mm. that's, 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 what, a $18 toll or something yeah, just ridiculous? one shot. Right, right. right. Saying, um I really, if I basically said to myself, if I was gonna get into the cigar industry and become a rep for someone, I had to get behind a brand that I was happy with. Mm -hmm. Someone that realistically was family run, family owned, that put every ounce of their being into what they produce. And the way Lido and Inez run this company, Lido is a master when it comes to making sure cigars go out when they're ready to go out because someone that smokes 700 Maduro, they smoked it 10 years ago. They want the exact same cigar today when they walk into a humidor and pick one up. Correct. And that's one thing. Consistency, I think, we're one of the best. Mm. And for someone that... Lito was a jeweler prior to getting into the cigar industry. Oh, I didn't know In 1994. Someone who came into the cigar industry and picked up learning from day one, it's pretty impressive when you start putting out a product that's so consistent that people just expect it to be perfect every time mm. and it is and they're willing to wait for it
4: yes. you know they don't change brands all of a sudden it's like no oh, yeah. they wait for it to come back mm-hmm. they buy it again
2: and i i know people who you know lfd you know it just isn't their flavor profile or whatever that try it not you know but i i don't remember i can't remember more than i don't i don't think i'd need more than one hand to count the number of Badly constructed La Flor Dominicanas I've had in the last 20 years of of smoking
3: it's very hard to find
2: yeah Yeah, you know they're very consistent very uh, well put together I've I've almost never had a draw problem and uh, you know the only the only reason I think you could say you don't like these is because it's just not your cup of tea yep yeah, you, you know, have with the flavor profile or whatever.
3: You have mm. like Nicaraguan guys that have a tendency to stick towards Nicaraguan cigars. They expect right. that black pepper, spice, aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas Dominicans kind of tapered back a little bit more. It's a little bit more nuancey, a little less aggressive, more white pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you expect bl- just blow your head off strength with massive amounts of pepper, realistically i don't know if the dominican republic is going to give you what you want but mm. we'll sure as hell try
2: <laughs> <laughs> now one of the segments we regularly do on
1: in the first half of the show is called the top Five. Eight. Today's top five, brought to you by 5-5 five five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium-strength red label, or the full-bodied and full-flavored blue label. Siri 5-5 five five has it all. 5 and 5 equals a perfect 10, and that's what you get every time with 5-5 five five Cigars. Here is today's top five list.
2: And today's top five list is what we normally like to do when we have a guest on the show is we ask them, what are the top five things that you don't know about Stephen Poirier? Go. Number
3: five. Number five. Grew up in Lemonster, Massachusetts. So about Lemonster. Lemonster. The plastic city. The Plastic City. Oh, yeah. One of those towns nobody can pronounce. Yep. Oh,
4: Leo yeah. Leominster? Le- yeah. Leo yeah.
3: I've heard variations that would yeah.
4: make... You know, Anything out in Central Mass, nobody can pronounce the names. No one can. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you're
2: not from here, it's, yeah.
3: yeah,
4: we'll know when yeah. you
3: pronounce it. What What is it? Worchester? War,
4: oh, yeah. I had to make it just... <laughs> got to get a hotel room in, in Worcester recently, and they could not pronounce it for the life of them. Yeah,
3: it's, it's India, just, too. It's yeah. terrible. Gosh. Mm. Um, Number four, we're going backwards on this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a former competitive cyclist. Competitive Uh, cyclist? Yes. Uh, Before getting into this industry and before a rather nasty hip injury. um,
4: (laughs) That'll that'll slow you down, yeah. Yeah.
3: I would be riding about 3,000 miles a year. Wow. um, And racing, I think the most races I did in a year were probably 30, 35. Wow. Um, Okay. And trying to get back into it, we'll see how the hip So agrees. distance or speed? Uh, I was not a distance guy. I was okay. not a hill climbing guy. <laughs> I was too heavy to keep up with these 130-pound lightweights. I mm. was flat course, pure power, okay. and sprint like crazy towards the end. Uh, number three. Okay. yep spent four years in the restaurant industry prior to getting into the cigar industry. Huh? Okay. So from
2: cycling to restaurateur to
3: cigars. Basically. Um, I spent a lot- <laughs> Cycling long to eating to smoking. Oh, I still eat <laughs> just plenty. getting
2: More and more laid back <laughs> as Alcohol along. is coming soon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> With my liver issues, I pray to God not. Selling uh, mattresses later on and, and just- I don't, then coffins. <laughs> coffins, I might be able to get behind Yeah. Okay. Maybe. yeah. Maybe. Get it. I can really I, see myself in that. This coffin's for line. you. <laughs> I mean, coffins have been used in the cigar industry. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. just it's natural a natural progression of yeah. things, right? Just a yeah. bigger coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hang around long enough, you'll have the same customers, mm-hmm. too. Exactly. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> number two, uh, I have a degree in nutrition from Premium State. Nutrition? Nutrition. Nutrition, yes. You have a degree
2: in nutrition. And to everyone's disdain, you're now selling cigars.
3: Yep. I actually told the director of my program that uh, at graduation that I got this job. And Mm -hmm. she nodded and said, yeah, you'd be really good in sales. (laughs) (laughs) The benefit of talking everyone's ear off and not shutting up in class. (laughs) Wow.
2: And the number one, the number one thing
3: we need to know about Stephen Poirier is... My nickname for years... Has been Syracuse Steve. Syracuse, Syracuse Steve. Steve. I started in the cigar industry in Syracuse uh, or just outside of Syracuse. I mm-hmm. went to SU originally on my original degree path, which was chemical engineering. Okay. Um, and coming back home to the cigar shop, I just automatically became known as Syracuse Steve. Plus, I wore orange all the time. Mm.
4: Man, went from Syracuse Steve. Now, in just one fail swoop, it's Underwear Steve. Oh, dear. Yeah. Underwear cigar. The Underwear cigar. Underwear Steve. cigar. There you go. <laughs>
2: What's under there? There's something. There's something.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. It is an old one.
2: It's not carny. (laughs) Now it's not carny. Yes, there we go. Oh, Oh, that was bad. Well, on that note, we're going to go to our break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Steve, give you our continuing impressions of the La Vocata by La Florida Medicana. We're going to hear from uh, Michelle Stiles and her Miles with Stiles segment. We'll be right
6: back. the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com.
2: Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian and here are just a few.
1: The original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ash Yay! on the United Podcast Network.
6: Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Oh, yeah. Can you guess what this is? Oh yeah. You think you got it? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you know what this is? Oh, 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 oh. Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? Um, I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh, yeah, so smooth. And, oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But, oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor... Comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar, known as the Natural. The Natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro, darker and even more bolder, with in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box
7: Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20 and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humid tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Byron.
1: Ashholes are back. Let's get back to the show with your host, Pastor Patron, the LBJ of LFD, Dan <laughs> the Man. Welcome back to
2: the Ashholes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. Today we are joined by Steve Poirier. Oh, I'm having too much coffee, <laughs> are you shaking already yep, and um, <laughs> uh, from La flor Dominicana and we are smoking the' La Vocada. and this is just getting richer and yeah. stronger and you know medium plus to full bodied right would you would you agree yep, oh, yeah, most definitely
3: yep. this might put Dave in a bottle of hurt
2: yeah I, I don't know that Dave could smoke
3: this all the way
2: to the end yeah. It's
4: yeah. Not, I mean it's not going to kill him. A- A typical cigar smoker. It's not going to kill me at all. Yeah, no. (laughs) 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 Oliver might start to cry a little
2: bit.
3: Oh, come on. Oliver can handle more than that. Maybe. I don't know. know.
2: Well, you know, but this is just such a, you know, just uh, such a rich, Mm. chocolatey, mocha kind of chocolate. Yep. Uh, And that's all that comes to mind is I'm smoking this and the chocolate just gets richer and sweeter and. It's it's like, you know, there's this uh, uh, cake that um, my wife used to make that takes like 12 eggs and a pound and a half of chocolate bars. And, you know, you you eat one inch square of this and you're like, oh, that's great. And by the time you're finished with it, you're like, I can't eat anything else. It's just so rich. Mm-hmm. That's what this cigar is like. It's just, it's not, you know, really super peppery or you know you're not but it is a really rich cigar
3: yeah definitely as i go to, <laughs> as, as i go to smoke a cigar <laughs> yeah. um i'm almost getting more bittersweet chocolate now like semi-sweet almost towards the midpoint okay See, i'm getting a bit of a uh, licorice Licorice, mm. Which reminds me of the
4: Lenox, but particularly mm. the Petit Lenox. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of licorice when you get to that, that end, final third. Yep. Uh, picking up a bit of that now that we're at the halfway point. Okay, I, I was
1: thinking of it as a Dutch chocolate, actually. Dutch chocolate. When that dark. When, when as it, opposed it, to Swiss chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was more of a darker Dutch mm-hmm. chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, it morphed into a chocolate bar mm-hmm. at one point yeah it goes through various stages which is nice in various stages
2: yeah. of chocolate Yep.
4: yeah it does i mean there is a bit of compl- complexity to it. it's not like there's huge transitions be- you know as you're going along but <laughs> there is a lot going on in each puff where it's you're picking out different flavors each time
2: Yep. Mm. what's what's your f- favorite cigar from the floor? what what do you think is your
3: favorite are we going to talk regular production or whatever, limited whatever
2: it can be it can be both
3: Regular production. Regular production. It would be the Reserva Especial Gran Robusto, Mm -hmm. which is five and a half by 60. Um, For me, it smokes most like the Andalusian Bull. Yep. And being Andalusian Bull is not readily available anywhere. I've smoked three, I think, total since I started with the company almost a year ago. Wow. Um, That cigar is just so reminiscent of all the flavors that you get. And there's. like a mint chocolate chip ice cream, the mint from a mint chocolate chip ice cream that you get right in the middle of that cigar. Hmm. And it comes out really, really well in that Gran Robusto size of the Reserva. Okay. Um, great, great cigar. And if we talk, want to talk about limited, It's right now it's La Volcata. Really?
2: Yes. We're smoking one of your favorite cigars.
3: Yes. I'm a chocolate bar cigar type guy. I love that chocolatey flavor. I love mm-hmm. coffee. I love those deep, dark flavors. Yeah. Um, and just makes my palate happy. Yeah,
2: I'm telling you, I'm, I'm having one of these uh, cold brew nitros that that, 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 is, that Studio 21 Podcast Cafe is famous for. Thank you, Sean. And this just goes so well with this cigar. It's dreamy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is so, so good. Um, let's see here. What do I want to talk about next? Um, if you could change one thing about your job what would
3: you what would you change more days in the week you would do it more no i just need more time <laughs> which I, is you would do it more well, <laughs> if, if there could be 10 days in a week yeah. and i'd have i don't know a weekend plus seven days to work mm. realistically that would be I deal with the amount of territory that I cover. Mm. That's oh. true. You
2: have a huge territory. It's How true. many stores is that? Somewhere around 180 if I
3: had to spitball. Wow. Yeah.
2: And to visit all, do you try and visit all of them in a month's time? In a month, no, it's physically month. impossible. No, no, no. Um,
3: if I'm <laughs> lucky, it's every two months. <laughs> this Again, this is where it comes to having longer weeks. Right, right, right. Sometimes it's every two months. Sometimes, depending on the store, sometimes I miss them one go around, and then I will see them the next go around. Uh, like upstate New York mm. and Maine are the least free, frequented mm. trips that I do, and I do upstate New York every eight weeks or so. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, that's not bad. Yeah. And it's a 1,600-mile week yeah, on my lot. car. It's wow. uh, rather aggressive. That's crazy nuts. Yeah.
2: Now, being that you are involved with so many different retailers mm-hmm. over a huge you know, sp- you know, span of space, if you could change one thing about the retailers, what would that one thing be? What I, would improve your job if retailers did something different?
3: I honestly don't think that anything would improve my job. <laughs> <laughs> to beca- to, to, because
2: to, my job is perfect as it is. I love it.
3: I mean Lito, I, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I do love my job. Realistically, I drive around visiting retailers, smoking cigars, selling cigars, mm-hmm. and hanging out with cigar guys. There's not much better than that when you're a cigar geek like I am. Right. It's it's a great job.
2: And see, I have that without all the driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, here's the thing.
3: <laughs> you can go from shop to shop. You right. have a different group of people in every shop. You get to hang out with different Variety. guys. That's
2: yeah. true. That's true. You I have to deal with the same people every day. Exactly. That can get...
3: <sighs> yeah.
2: Yeah, those fruits of the spirit. I need those, those Christian things. <laughs> Control yourself, Dan. Yeah. Control yeah. yourself. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, what's the craziest or most embarrassing thing that's happened to you since you've been on the road for a year?
3: Realistically, it's rather boring. It's not really that great of a story. But mm-hmm. one major faux pas in the cigar industry. If you're walking into a shop. Yeah pay attention to your surroundings, see what's going mm. on in the shop. Mm-hmm. I walked in dead straight in the middle of an Ashton event, had no oh, idea in upstate yeah. New York, and go up to the owner and say, hi, I'm Steve from LaFleur. And I was trying to get him on the phone a couple of right, t- right. times prior to, but never connected. So I did a kind of blind stop in the store. Like, ooh, bad timing. He says, you know, you should probably call first. I said, I did. I, I did a couple times. Oh, well, there's an Ashton event going on. I'm like, oh, that's who was standing right in front of the door when I walked in. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big faux pas. And I apologize to the rep, uh, Jason from mm-hmm. Ashton mm-hmm. Uh, in upstate New York. And I went about my way. Moving <laughs> like, <"Loop> it on. <laughs> it dropped it's cigars off on. and scooted right out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Not the uh, best time. So
2: if you were going to, you know, put that event up against telling what effectively is 10,000 people about the cigar in the underwear drawer thing, which do you think now is the most embarrassing thing?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I got that out of the way earlier in the show, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that also wasn't when I was a rep. Mm. That was a lot oh, of that's That true. was my that's first cigar that ever. Was, that yeah. was back in college. Yes, which college lasted... Uh, Tommy boy era for <laughs> me. <laughs> Who needs a humidifier? I have to go for seven years. Exactly. <laughs> it's
2: moist in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, what's what's next for LFD? What's what are what are they doing uh, now to kind of keep things going? What are they coming out with anything new?
3: Um, there are a few things not new. Um, the mm. LG line will be back this summer. Okay. okay. Um, that's cool. Which we do that every 3 years. Uh, which is something that's really, really special. It's kind of, uh, what we use all our own wrapper, all our own binder, all our own filler in that cigar, so it's really, really special to the family. Every three company,
2: years that comes out? Pretty much,
3: um, and we're doing, I believe, the small batches do to come out as well. Okay. Um, we're also releasing uh, a TAA special cigar for the 50th anniversary of TAA. Mm. That's right, which oral, I'm, right? Yes, based on that. I'm very much looking forward to that cigar. That blend sounds absolutely incredible. Can you Um, tell us a
2: little bit about that?
3: So my understanding, the blend is uh, the standard Oro blend amped up a little bit more, kicked up a little bit more, and that's a strong cigar to begin with. Um, And we used a Corojo 99 wrapper that we've been kind of playing around with for the past four or five years. Mm. We have a couple secret projects going on with... uh, Secret projects. Yes, secret projects. Uh, Lito likes to play in the tobacco fields and uh, Mm. come up with some new... Tobacco so maybe to maybe IPCPR, start using. we'll see something pop up, maybe? Uh, you never know. Uh, everything's pretty much under wraps okay. until... It's only a few months away coming now. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. F- yeah. I think I found out two days before IPCPR when La Volcata was due out. Mm. Really? Yes. It was very, very quiet. I always say that I'm one of the last people to know what's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then again, I was a month into the company, that's, so that's I, I had no idea Good what was reason. going on.
2: <laughs> you still glad you went with the company?
3: Yeah. Realistically you to say that, didn't you? No. <laughs> no. Truly, Truly. Um working for Lito and as, and especially working for John as my VP of sales, um, it's a lot easier to go into a job where you know your boss. Mm. Going into a job where you just meet your boss and don't have a relationship with him prior to, you're trying to figure out number one, your retailers mm-hmm. and how all of them work. Then you also have to figure out how to work with your boss, right? Mm. And to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. Being I've known him for so long, it made my job focused on retailers, which relationship is really, really key in this industry.
2: Yeah, there's that is an awesome thing to be able to go into that work and not have to be figuring that out at mm-hmm. the same mm. time. That is great. Yeah,
3: it really is a good thing. Um, Cool. <laughs> not cool. <to> that. <laughs> <laughs> well I guess that's that. Yeah. So uh
2: are we picking up anything, you know, new as we're smoking this? I'm still getting the you know, I'm I can kind of see where you're getting the, the licorice.
4: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, it's You know, not overwhelming, but it's yeah, just kind
2: of a solid. But I'm still, you know, that, that really deep rich, you know, semi sweet chocolate mm-hmm. kind of mocha is where is where I'm at. And this has just stayed really consistent. The burn has been great tons of smoke yeah Uh, razor thin burn line on this cigar yep and solid uh, ash chunks i have not had to to relight or or correct this in in any way uh it's just been a pleasure to smoke
3: yeah yeah Yeah, it's one of the wonders that is la florida minicana
2: Mm. well that is a great segue into the ash hole of the week (laughs) okay this is a, a, one of our regular segments we do. We pick out something that either somebody, you know, funny, stupid, you know. In this case, it's, it's kind of the dumb thing.
3: It, it's not the guy that keeps the cigar in his underwear drawer, is it? No. Okay. no, no maybe that's week. No. It's, it's, it's not that.
2: It's not that. This is a very, very special kind of stupid Uh-oh. here. Um, and this has to do with this guy uh, who is uh, Marquico Lewis. All right, 40 years old. Now, we're going to go back in time a little bit. Okay, November 16th of 2015, this guy went into a bank, specifically the uh, key bank on St. Clair Avenue um, near East 152nd Street in Cleveland, Ohio, and he held up the bank and robbed the bank. Handed the teller a note, don't do anything stupid, just hand me the money. They hand him six hundred bucks, and he leaves, and is then caught. And Surprise! It's
4: like they have cameras. Tried, on convicted, nowadays.
2: sent to prison, and he serves two and a half years for robbing this bank. All right, now that's that's bad enough. But the reason that Marquiko is the asshole of the week is because the day he got out of prison, he robbed the same bank. He, he robbed the same.
0: Bank. Man, if only he, had he some, went right wisdom, back like to the Don't bank do that he robbed stupid. and handed
2: mm-hmm. them a note. Don't do anything stupid. And him and they get now to his credit, he got a thousand forty four dollars this time. So he he did get a little more intimidating. They gave him four hundred more bucks. Was he wearing a mask I mean, at least? But, but he went right back. <laughs> they <laughs> they know me here. He's right on the cameras. I mean, is you know he didn't go in there with any guy. And so they caught him. So he's back in prison again. And and for for. It's one thing not to, not. I know the whole recidivism thing, you know, you, you go yeah, to prison, yeah. you probably, you know, prison I'm does not necessarily I'm change. this wasn't even the first time he went. He <laughs> right, the right, I'm sure time. it he wasn't wanted, the first time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the fact that you would then, the first day out, go back to the same bank and hold it up again, that's just, that for me makes Marquico the ash Hole of the week. Maybe it was just a little OCDs.
4: Like, I, I got to get this right. Got to do it right I this time. Maybe
2: he wanted to go right back to prison. I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know what the reason is, but there it is. I mean, if what, that what was his goal,
4: then okay, you did the right thing. Well, <laughs> how many
3: how many years did he get the second stint in prison? Because maybe uh, the day he gets out that time, he's going to go back for a three peat. They should make him a cake.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're on this
4: again. Hey, welcome back.
2: Uh, it does say that he had uh, prior convictions for drug trafficking and drug possession. Yeah. Uh, but it does not say anything about how long he's in there this time. But the FBI apparently was watching <laughs> and got him.
3: Let's just see if this guy's going to do the same thing again. Oh, my gosh. You oh know, the, you know, he looks a lot like Charles Barkley. Terrible. That's just terrible. That was a horrible. Got Barclay nothing about. to say on that. I got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you got nothing to say. On yeah. that. mess with Charles Barkley. All right. <laughs> well,
2: going from that to you know the ridiculous to the sublime. Let's do with Miles with Styles. Now Michelle Styles is one of our regular listeners to the show. She's listening right now as we speak, and she is a professional surfer and model, and she shares her experiences uh, from around the world as she goes around uh, surfing and modeling and tells us a little bit about uh, life out there, visits cigar shops for us and everything. You can follow Michelle on Twitter and Instagram at Kua Surfing. Let's hear what she has to say this week.
0: Aloha. Well, it's been a great week despite finishing second place on my home beach in the surfing competition. It was still a great feeling having friends and family to cheer me on. It felt great getting back into the swing. My next surfing stop will likely be South Africa later this month. I adore South Africa for its people, food, culture, and warmth. It'll be fun surfing there again. As you also know, I had a modeling shoot this week on the North Shore with tons of people around. Lots of people stopping by and observing with curiosity the goings-on. It was at times odd getting my picture taken by beachgoers and the photographer alike, but I survived with a smile on my face. I'm making a trip to Kauai Cigars this week. Hopefully it wasn't affected by the flooding on Kauai. I have to celebrate Dan's triumphant return somehow, right? Some call Hawaii the land of goodbyes, but in paradise, there is no goodbye. There is only ahui ho until we meet again. So, until we meet again, remember, kahuna nui, hali, hialohalani, makua. Love all you see, including yourself. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ashholes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network.
4: Well, there okay. you go. Man, I hate it when people are taking pictures of me on the beach. Oh, <laughs> they, re- they use me as the flash, but that's
5: still there, I guess. Uh,
4: no, yeah,
2: no. yeah. Nobody takes pictures of me on the there beach. You. They're all pointing the camera in the yeah. other direction. <gasps> <laughs> Last time I was on the beach it
5: was probably four years ago.
4: Oh, yeah. Mike died. It's been a while. Yeah. Go. Did my mic die? Yeah, yeah, there we go. you back.
2: There we are. You know, so, you know, I don't know how you can not expect people to be taking pictures of, you know. Yeah,
4: you see professional mm-hmm. photographers out there. You're like, oh, it's on? the on? beach. Oh, chick, chick,
2: chick, chick, chick. Yeah. They're probably all doing searches trying to find out who she is or where she's going. Mm-hmm. For yeah, exactly. And they're
4: going to find us and yeah. be totally disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she had her whole family there in Hawaii to, to watch her surf and everything. Uh, I'm sure she was a little bit kind of, Tick that she came in second on her home turf.
4: Still, second is nothing to sneeze at. No, no, it doesn't. No, nope, the first loser, all. but no. <laughs> <gasps> oh. Oh. oh,
2: oh, let's talk about this cigar. <laughs> yeah, just you know, a wonderful, strong, full-bodied flavor bomb of. Oh, yeah. Chocolate and mocha and coffee and have we come up with any kind of idea for that rich kind of underlying sweetness? I have not been able to yeah, really peg it, tough. but it is
4: very it, there's a
2: real sweet, deep
4: sweetness on the yeah, finish. It, it makes me think of, of cream, but it's not like creamy. You know, mm. it's, it's 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 hard to nail
3: down. It's yeah. almost caramel esque, but yeah. not quite but there. Yeah, almost molasses y but not there. Yeah. Mm. Maybe Cuban coffee? Yeah. Maybe. Barry makes some really good Cuban coffee down in Nashville. Yes,
2: Barry does. I've had the opportunity to have that a couple of times, and he does make a mean Cuban coffee. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. All right. Well, what is our final thought on
4: this cigar. I am giving it a full thumbs up. Full thumbs up for you? Yeah. I that's mean, rare. LFT line, <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those lines where I get cravings for specific cigars, you know, the Harrow's, mm-hmm. the, Haros, the 90 94, and things. This is, is going to be added to my list of, I'm going to have a craving for it and then it'll probably be out of stock. But <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can keep
3: it in stock. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping.
4: Yeah, it's a tough thing.
2: Uh, it's getting a big thumbs up from uh, myself as well. This is a a cigar I've had probably six times since it came out, and, and it just gets better and better, it seems. Yeah. But th- I love that really deep, rich chocolate, and the, the retro is great, that kind of peppery, mm-hmm. rich retro that it has. Um, very, s- It's a very smooth cigar. Um, this, is, this is not for the faint of heart. No, this is definitely if you, not. If you are a mild cigar smoker, this is probably not the cigar that you you should do and probably not your first cigar ever this would be like
5: unless and you're definitely an idiot like me. don't store it in your underwear <laughs> drawer <laughs> yeah
2: this would do bad things to your underwear and your <laughs> underwear drawer don't put it there but uh big thumbs up for me what about you Stu?
1: I agree with everything that you say, Dan. It's <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> As always, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a very smooth cigar, and I was first taken by that on the first light. No bite whatsoever. It starts out smooth. It continues smooth. Uh, I'm down to the end now. It's finishing smooth, very sweet, and also very strong. Hmm. So it's, it's not for a mild cigar smoker, but uh, it's a consistent smoke and enjoyable.
2: Yeah, yeah. this has gone from, I think, medium plus to full mm, yep. by the end. It progresses into that. And, uh, you know, it, it's got complexity to it. Not that the, the flavors change all the way through it. You know, mm. it's it, It's more like the it just gets richer and deeper yes. mm. as it's it like goes. You're
4: watching the same race and a different horse is pulling out in front.
2: Yeah. It was derby week, right? So. <laughs> very, very true. But, uh, next week we're going to be smoking the uh, Connecticut Matador by Christoph Cigars. So mm. we're kind of going... Back to the other end okay. of things, and that'll be good. Um, go to your local brick-and-mortar and pick one of those up so you can smoke it with us. And if your shop doesn't have them in, you can always order them from twoguyscigars.com. Make sure you have one for us next week. Steve, thanks for being with us. it has been awesome. Thank you, Dan. I hope you come on again. Thank you very much, Nate. it would be great to have you on the show sometime in the future. Uh, you have been listening to The Ash Holes, unfiltered cigar radio broadcasting from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. We'll see you next week.